We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 187 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside uh, Bruce Adams. How you doing today, Bruce? I'm, I'm healthy and alive. Uh, doing well. I, I I said this in the uh, prep uh, when I first came in. I said uh, if it wasn't for the fact that uh, I'm involved here in the podcast and and uh, trying to stay informed uh, and trying to practice what I preach, I wouldn't really give a crap of what's going on in the world right now. Um, because here on the home front, we have so many problems. Um, like economy being one of them that I'm just not concerned with. And to be honest, the only reason I'm really concerned with what's going on there in the Middle East with Israel, as an example, is because we have Americans that lost their lives and are hostages currently. Israel is an ally, and I do think we should aid them in providing consultants or intel or something like that. But uh, once we get our, our troops out, or our troops, once we get our people out of there, we're, we're, we're done. We need to focus on the home front. So, but anyway, uh, the, to answer the, the, the question, uh, uh, I'm good. Uh, I, I just, it, everything seems to be hitting us on all sides right now. There's the idea. And we are here to cover it and we're here to talk about it. And we're to hear, we're here to have impartial, non-biased dialogue so we can cover all sides of things. That's what we need to do right now because the alternative media, boy, you people are fumbling the ball and you're fumbling the ball bad here. The alternatives that are out there, I, I don't know what's going on with all of you, but pick up a book. That's the best I can say to you right now is pick up a book and read about what's going on because the information is out there. It's been in our faces for decades, but we've chosen to ignore it. So it's time to grow up. With that being said, we did take a big risk when we started all of this, and we are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we do offer additional features with our now active subscription service. And we do thank those of you who have subscribed to us. That helps us in ways you couldn't possibly imagine. Thank you very much. Benefits include access to our instant messaging service for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, as well as exclusive access to our behind-the-scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product that you're hearing now, which is what Bruce and I just did. If you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research, like I said, if you want to support somebody that's, quite frankly, we're on the outside of the alternative at this point, to be completely fair about it. So if you're willing to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream and, quite frankly, the alternative, like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, 
then the link is in the program description down below where you can click that and you can come on board with us and you can take advantage of these benefits that we're offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work. You will support the research that goes along with that work. We just acquired a few pieces today that were quite invaluable, if I have to say. And together, we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the newspapers, and the talking heads that are on the international stage. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. I suppose, since you mentioned it, and I kind of figured we were going to talk about it, so let's go. Let's let's get the ball rolling. As if we haven't been discussing this for, oh, I don't know, an hour and a half before, but we were discussing yeah. other aspects, and then we did have to have some conversation that was off the record. So there was a yeah. prep session, and then there was something that was off to the side that we had to discuss privately that had to happen. So there there is a segment in there that will not be purview to, to other people. But we can discuss some aspects of that, some parts of that, because I think it plays to a, a larger strategy that we were discussing. Uh, that was mixed in with that conversation. So the obvious, I have gotten some some new information this morning, and I I do apologize. This week is a bad week for me uh, because I'm going to be um, I'm going to be traveling uh, for a couple of days. So I have had to re- rearrange some things. Myself and Ned have already done the exclusive, and myself and Marty we've already done that one. And so we've kind of done everything in reverse this week, and this is the only week that's going to happen. So I do apologize if some of our talking points do seem a little off, if if they're not quite in sync like they normally are. Uh, but we're trying not to cover over the same thing. But the problem is, is that some new information has come out uh, that I've gotten today, uh, and we can discuss that uh, when when we get into the the, um, uh, the events of the day. This is your day. Where do you want to start? Well, um, let's uh, let's start with the obvious. I think. Um, I haven't been able to really say my piece on what's what's going on um, and in Israel and how the barbaric it, it, I, it was barbarism that what what happened um, the the stories that I'm hearing uh, from the IDF and some of the reporters that are there um, uh, babies uh, they they found forty babies so far in one town that were either beheaded or just straight killed uh, infants and then um, the amount of videos that have surfaced either on Facebook or various social media that the terrorists took on the hostages or victims um, electronic device, whether it's their phone, tablet, whatever, and then uploaded on their own social media, their own being the the hostages or victims. Um, It's pretty barbaric. And the fact that this was able to happen, you, you, you have Mossad, who is one of the you're you're a nation that's surrounded by your enemies. You're you're also a nation with some of the greatest intel in the world. Well, in the intelligence agency that you you run, that you have work. people embedded in with others. You know, it's it's yeah. not as if they operate independently. Yeah. They're always sharing intelligence with us and the British and the mm-hmm. the Australians, mm-hmm. and the New Zealanders, and uh, and the French and uh, all all of the Western allies. They're constantly sharing intelligence information. How this slipped through the cracks, uh, something this big in, in a nation that is um, so an, an Israeli idea. If you kill one person, you've destroyed a nation. That that's kind of their idea of uh, uh, because of um, uh, the the story of Abraham and uh, that whole one one person creating an entire nation. Which obviously it wasn't just one person. It was Abraham and Sarah, but. Um, the, the point being, you kill one person, you've just destroyed an entire nation. 
the fact that you had hundreds of people killed, which is the equivalent of 30,000 or so per capita, and the, the, the fact that um, the fact that that got through the cracks, I, I know it's a, it's a feast. Um, I know there's, uh, you know, people are, are a little, little lax um, because it is a, you know, enjoying family and friends and those kind of things, good food. But uh, you're, you're, you're surrounded by your enemies. You never let your guard down that much. And what history I've seen of Israel and what I know of people that are from Israel or have visited there, like are very in tune with what's going on there, this kind of thing doesn't happen. This, this something something doesn't smell right here. But I I I don't know I don't know what it is exactly. I I I have ideas. I have assumptions. I have um, speculations. But we don't really have any intel as to what really went no. on. And I'm not sure. Was, that, yeah, know. I'm not sure that we will. Uh, but to that point, that goes along with the information that I got this morning. Uh, and this comes from one of our uh, retired uh, field agents in the the CIA. Now, take that for what you will. This is a long retired person. Uh, now, uh, your typical rank and file field agents, I mean, just again, take it for what you will. Uh, but this individual who is uh, who is Jewish themselves, uh, and they lived in Israel for, I, I want to say it was about three years, working with uh, the IDF military intelligence and Mossad collaborating, you know, because that's what we do. They still have contacts that are on the ground over there. You know, you're in that world, you don't lose those contacts and you you get passed on to the next person and the next person, and the next person that comes through because you develop your own intelligence network outside of things. And this individual, this, um, this, this former field agent who's been accurate in the past when it comes to Israeli intelligence, uh, and that's, that's why I lend credence to it. But uh, this individual said that there is a real problem here. Uh, and to your point, there's a real problem here. There is no way that this could have happened. There's no way possible that this ball could have been dropped as an accident. If you look at the border crossing, just that border crossing, that one in particular, that is the most one of the most heavily fortified border crossings between Israel and Gaza. And a stand-down order was issued. Again, I, I'm getting this information this morning. A stand-down order was issued. They pulled the border guards there, the IDF guards, they pulled them down to less than a skeleton crew. Now, that's not, that's not even the worst of it. If you think that's bad, wait till you hear this next part. When Hamas hit that border checkpoint, when they came across... They were easily the, the border guards that were there. They were easily overrun. Some of them got to got behind um, uh, locked bulletproof doors and and were able to survive. But they were laying there, shot in the leg. One, one guy was shot in the leg. Uh, another guy was uh, was shot in the side. They were there bleeding for six hours. Their backup did not get there for six hours. Now you think, okay, well, well, maybe they were just maybe they were held up. Maybe there was a the problem. Maybe they were just trying to to see what was what was going on, and and they wanted to assess the situation before they responded, and they didn't realize that it was as bad as it was. Maybe they were too far away. That border crossing, to put this into perspective, that border crossing from Tel Aviv to that border crossing by car on a normal day is thirty minutes, and it took the IDF six hours to respond to an incursion. On top of that, you have a squadron of Apache helicopters that are on standby 24-7 in Israel. 24-7. Those helicopters didn't respond until the same time. It took an Apache helicopter six hours to get down there. A fully armed helicopter gunship. It took them six hours 
to get down there. Marty and I are watching videos. We'll be talking about this on Friday. They were the the the, the Hamas. They were able to overrun their tanks. You, you see Israeli tanks on, on fire and blown up. No, 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 no. Something's really wrong here. Something is really, really wrong here. That might actually be possible. And the reason I say that. <laughs> We did leave a lot of hardware there in uh, Afghanistan when we left. True. And some True. of that hardware would have been anti-tank hardware. True. Um, okay. I, I mean, I can, they hit I can give that one. That. Okay. Yeah. It, it's possible. Yeah. All right. So I could, I could let, maybe let that one slide. Yeah. But the, the, the stand down order, mm. the skeleton crew on that border checkpoint and the six hour response time by the IDF, that doesn't happen. Not there. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't that happen. Doesn't add up. That, that might happen in our country on our border, <laughs> if you look at the yeah. state of the U.S. southern border. But yeah. that doesn't happen in Israel. If they show up at all. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't happen in Israel, is my point. So um, to that, um, it shouldn't take more than 15 minutes to get one of those Apaches in the air, depending on where the pilot is and whatnot. Because if you have, okay, if you have Apaches on the ready, like they're they're ready to go, or they're at least stimmy ready to go. You may not have like Hellfire missiles on the thing or something, or you know, rocket pods would still be loaded, I guess. Uh, but no, you would you would have them there in fifteen minutes because the pilots would they 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 rotate pilots that are staying on standby like that, especially during a holiday season like this. It would still be somebody there to fly them. Also, I know of a, a he's a Christian um, preacher, right? Somewhat well known, kind of. Kind of more in the Baptist line of of thinking, but anyway, uh, that that's irrelevant. Uh, he takes tour groups down to Israel, and he's visited Israel on the border before, and and it was given a tour of the border. And while he was on tour, one of the either uh, one of him or his staff or one of the tour guide or whoever tripped one of the alarms on the border, and within sixty seconds, they had border patrol rolling up on them in a Humvee. And, uh, you know, figured out what was going on and then uh, obviously escorted them back. But n no, <laughs> this does not happen in Israel on their border. No, th th this does not. No, something doesn't add up. They, they have some of the tightest border security. A fly does not get across their border without them knowing about it. They, they have all kinds of sensors and whatnot on those fences, and they always have hardware at the ready. So to have them, uh, some of the video... I haven't seen much of it because I haven't really, like I said, I'm more concerned about what's going on in the home front. Uh, our God, this is this is another thing I wanted to address. Uh, our politicians, a lot of them, even the candidates that are running, are all too willing to send our uh, sons and daughters to go fight and die in a, a foreign country, protecting a foreign country's border when they don't do jack shit. Excuse my French on our border and not protecting. Out, like they won't even use the same troops that they would send over there to protect the home front. So honestly, guys, um, these politicians, uh, you guys reelected them. Why? Um, you keep electing them. Why? Uh, I, it just it just infuriates me. But anyway, all that to say, uh, th this does not pass the sniff test. Whether it was um, whether it was corruption on the inside of of Israel's um, intelligence or or military apparatus it's possible they could have corruption in there and maybe they have somebody that's like a, a soviet or something in there or a, you know a sympathetic to the palestinians uh, or something well like it. it's if you looked at the parachutes when they were coming down the paragliders those were if anybody's paying attention those were russian parachutes yeah so 
It, it's it's very possible, but <laughs> no, they just they just bought that from the Russians. Sure, uh, with that six billion. The Russians the, the, are the, the body <laughs> instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Released, yeah, yeah. They just they 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 just uh, bought that from the the Russians. Aren't actually supplying them like no uh, no. Of course not. Mm, I, yeah, they they resent the implication. I'm sure that they do. Yes, um, yeah, I'm sure. Speaking of that our was politicians, by the way, I, I, yes, I just want to make that extra clear. We're being facetious. Russia did supply them with hardware, uh, but yeah, <laughs> actually, well, they supply them. Well, it could be directly, but it's all it's a proxy through Iran. Uh, but yeah. yeah, usually through Iran. Yeah, yeah. but if yes. you look at the. The, the video of, of what's going on in Iran, they they're literally showing off like we got a new hypersonic missile. Hey, and then they're showing it off. And yeah, it's a freaking Russian missile. Like we've seen the exact same missile missile in Russia being advertised. So, it yeah, it, it, it's, yes. it's Russia. Yes. Uh, speaking of politicians that are looking out for our, our geopolitical interest, I can think of no one better at this crucial time than Senator Lindsey Graham. This is what Lindsey had to say. For the average American to understand what's going on in Israel, just remember 9-11. Remember how you failed, if you're old enough to, to remember what happened to our country that day. Uh, this is an Israeli 9-11 on steroids. There are about six or seven million people in Israel. They may lose up to a thousand, who knows right now, but it'd be like losing 20,000 on 9-11. It's one of the most vicious, barbaric attacks uh, of the 21st century or any other century. The Hamas attackers are animals, but the real culprit here is Iran. Without aid from Iran, there would be no Hamas capability to attack Israel. And then he continued on on Fox News. Moss in the last hour announcing it's going to begin to execute hostages and post video evidence online for every Israeli airstrike. Your thoughts on this moment, Senator? Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from oh. escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So if I was Israel, I would go Going on the ground, there is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American and Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. It's almost as if John McCain is reaching out from the grave to uh, work Mr. Mm. Uh, Mr. Graham. Now, uh, well, you don't need McCain anymore. Now we've got no. Patch McCain. That's true. Yeah, we got Crenshaw now. Mm, yeah. So there it is, uh, calling for for war with Iran. You know, it's, it's to be expected. All, all of what he said there is 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 to be expected. Of course, it is. I would expect nothing less from the the uh, the astute senator there. Because I I have the classic. Um, America f you kind of mentality. I, I I still have that kind of deep seated. There's a part of me that agrees that we should make our enemies understand that you do this kind of thing to us or the our, our allies that you will perish in a well fireball. I I I I do think he's right to a degree. However, 
we shouldn't if if we're go okay if we if we decide okay we're going to attack Iran and we're going to hit their oil refineries you can't stop there uh, you need to hit the munitions depots you need to hit the manufacturing of those we oh wait manufacturing of those weapons leads to Russia you can't stop with just Iran you have to continue on so if, if what he's saying there we do that. The, the American people need to understand that it does not end with Iran. It continues on to Russia. And um, I don't think the American people, um, I, I don't think they're ready for something like that. Because this, this would trigger World War III um, if we started going after Russia, because then China would get involved and all their proxies would get involved and it would just be an absolute crap show. Um, you, you, you also have um, the UN and the um, European Union. They're 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 full of corruption there themselves. And when I say corruption, I don't mean I don't mean like the mafia is buying them off or paying them off. I mean corruption like they're Soviets infiltrators. Agents, they're, yeah. they're they're literally. <laughs> you had some of the people in the UN saying. Israel, there, there needs to be a two-state solution. Uh, there needs to be a truce between the two. There needs to be uh, whatever. They're, they're basically saying that both sides are barbaric and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. Uh, the last time that... It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. History. When was the last time we seen a barbarian sending out leaflets, text messages... Um, saying, hey, we're going to bomb this location. If you're a civilian, you should get the hell out of here. When was the last time a barbarian said that? Um, I don't think they've ever done that. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they don't, don't do that. Um, no. The last, no, the last, they, yeah, the last escalation that we saw on the between the Israelis and the Palestinians uh, mm -hmm. was a couple of years ago, if you recall. Mm -hmm. And they were roof knocking. They were going around roof knocking, if you remember. Yeah. But they were calling them before saying, mm -hmm. we're going to take that building down. You might want to get out of there. Yep. They, they so that's out, the same as a leaflet. That's, a, that's the same as, as a leaflet, in my opinion. They, they, they sent out text messages um, that broadcasted into that whole area and uh, told the civilians to get out of there. Uh, of course, uh, the civilians were not allowed to uh, get out of there because of Hamas. Uh, they were, they were um, basically holding them at gunpoint. Um, so... Uh, you know, again, I ask who's who's barbaric here. Um, but th this this whole scenario just it just doesn't smell right. There's so many different things that like it's awful good timing for um, Netanyahu. At, at the same time, there's Russia needed a, a smokescreen to get out of Ukraine and hold that whole situation or get it wrapped up. Um, well, they're staying in where, there. They're, they're staying in there. But yeah. now there's there's a blind eye to what's going on in there because no one's paying attention to it, which is exactly right. what they needed. And now you have here on the home front, you have uh, they're they're proposing a bill uh, to send aid to Israel, right, uh, to to help them fight um, in the Gaza and Iran uh, and also send Ukraine uh, more supplies they're 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 tying the two together so so uh, let so me get this straight um supply let me get this straight just uh, just your your thoughts on this so the three billion a year that we send israel already as we have for decades so that accounts for nothing now the the three billion yeah, that much. we send um, just for their military and no other purpose mm -hmm. just for yeah. that yeah um you you look at their hardware a lot of their hardware is our hardware you, you, you notice I mentioned when when the Border Patrol rolled up on that um, tour group, I, I specifically mentioned Humvees because that is specifically what he mentioned was it was American style Humvees that rolled up on them. 
because they're using our hardware. They actually have uh, nuclear weapons, Israel. Now, it's not official not officially that they, they have <laughs> nuclear weapons, but they have nuclear weapons. Um, now, supposedly, the rumor is um, it's our nuclear nuclear weapons that they're housing for us, you know, kind of like, uh, like the we do in other countries. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Um, the, the, the catch is the Israelis are a little bit, um, that wasn't good enough for them. And the rumor has it that they have access to those nuclear weapons. And by that, I mean, control launch codes, um, actual launch codes. Yeah. They don't have the launch codes in the sense that we gave them the launch codes. They have the launch codes in the sense of they acquired them themselves, uh, Uh and figured them out. Um, that's the rumor. And the rumor also is they not only have nuclear weapons, but they have, uh, a, a neutron. Uh, style weapons. I don't think they'll use them uh, in this scenario. That that's a last ditch effort, and in, in Israel's case. However, um, all that to say, I don't. I don't think given given the the thirty thousand twenty. Well, he said twenty thousand. Lindsay did there, which I'm assuming that was an older video uh, this weekend. That was uh, just. Uh, I want to say that was Monday. Monday Tuesday. Monday. Okay, so that was out um, of the epic times, and then of course the Fox News report. That was that was either same day or right when the retaliation started. Okay, so the the last report I've heard was 30,000, uh, 14 Americans were killed, and at least 20 were uh, taken as hostage. 22 now, we have lost, uh, according to... Losses and killed? Um, uh, this is according to the most useless defense secretary in the history of the United States just now on the tarmac. They were, of course, very focused on our own people, uh, our own mm. citizens. Are you? We lost 22 Americans. Mm. That number could still go up, and it probably will. At the same time, we have a number of Americans who remain unaccounted. Uh, we are working very closely with the government of Israel to determine their whereabouts, and if they have been taken hostage by Hamas, uh, to work to secure their release. I bet mm. you are, I'm, uh, Mr. I'm Secretary. I'm working really, yeah, really, really hard on that one. Uh, God, there's so many, so many things I want to say uh, about this whole, uh, the whole situation, um, and how our our government is currently handling it. Uh, I've heard some, I've heard some interviews of people that have family uh, that are there. Um, uh, they 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 talk about that um, American citizens, mind you, um, visiting Israel. They have no way of getting out of the country. Whereas uh, Poland and Germany, as an example, both have gotten their people out. By Tuesday, I think it was like they yeah, were there the and got them out. Yeah, the aircrafts got back this afternoon. Actually, I was reading about it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, where, 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 where's the ones that America, the, the, the greatest military in the world, supposedly, can't mass together enough transport to get the remaining American citizens out of the country. You, you can't like. Uh, excuse me. We um, still I'm, supposedly I'm, have people on the ground in Afghanistan that we never got out. Supposedly would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. And it, 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 as a matter of fact, that's probably true because some of the people that were uh, there that were translators that were interpreters for us that, that said, if you yeah. did your tour with us, we would give you American citizenship and they're still stuck there. It would not surprise me if they're not already dead because, you know, the, the Taliban were hunting those people down. Funny, so, funny that uh, Marty and I talked about that last Friday. You know, they were hosted at the uh, the Kremlin. Did I show you that footage? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, you did not show me, but I'll, I do, I'll pull it. Go I did, ahead. I did, um, I did read that already, um, that, that, that had happened. <laughs> Interesting. We were talking about in prep, how, how, 
how is it that the American people are so blind to the the correlation between Russia and the Taliban or, or Hamas or Hezbollah? How is it they're so blind to the fact that the two are working together? It's an inconvenient truth that they're being kept from. This goes back to the uh, the connections that we've been making and the research that we've done and the defector literature that we've dug into. And all of this stuff, all of this has been kept from people over the decades. It has been in congressional record and it has been known within foreign policy institutions, former foreign policy institutions, nothing current. Uh, and I, I was in the process of acquiring uh, a couple of, uh, of these pieces of literature, uh, a couple of these reports, and I, I'm not able to find them. And I, I mentioned this on, uh, on the prep session uh, with Marty that'll be out in a couple of days. And I said that, and I've mentioned this before, a lot of these books and a, a lot of these reports, they were printed once. There, there was one printing. Sometimes in very rare occasions, there were two printings, very rare occasions, and they were never printed again. And they were not printed in other languages. They weren't printed in German. They weren't printed in, in Italian. They weren't printed in French or Spanish. They were only in English. And then it's like they were just buried. And if you want to acquire them, then it costs you, in some cases, hundreds of dollars. I got lucky enough to pick up a piece today for 30 that's gone for as high as Bruce and I found 600. That's insane. I have, as yeah. far as I know right now, the country that I'm currently sitting in, I have one of nine copies that exist in this entire country. This is unacceptable. It's wrong that this information is kept from people. I agree. The thing is, though, because uh, we kind of talked about this in prep, and uh, if you're a subscriber, you you know you already heard this part, but we 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 knew this already. Like we already put together. I, I for myself, I already put together that Russia was involved with terrorist organizations um, because of the war in Afghanistan, because of the war in Iraq, because of. Um, Saddam Hussein, his entire arsenal was Russian. The entirety of his arsenal. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> when we sell hardware, when we sell hardware to other nations, um, usually uh, we sell it to people that are either allies or we're trying to, um, uh, in the case of like the Saudis, as an example, or Egypt and, and selling some of the, the, the hardware to them, like F-16s. Um, it, it, it's uh, trying to kind of keep them as as our pseudo allies. I, I don't really think the Saudis are are allies of ours, but uh, you, you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's usually allies. Why do we think this is any different? Why are they going to sell uh, weapons to their enemies who might use the same weapons against? It, it doesn't make any sense. Even even from a Russia uh, China perspective on their completely different worldview, it doesn't even make any sense to arm your enemies to then fight you with the same hardware that you have. It it, it doesn't make any sense. So from the very beginning uh, uh, of you know once we got into Iraq and Afghanistan, I was already under the assumption that these terrorist organizations were being funded by Russia. Now not directly, obviously. It's like uh, it's like laundering money, right? It goes through shell corporations, and you know you move the money around. Same thing with the hardware. It originated from Russia, and it just changed hands through di different proxies, and then eventually ends up in the hands of terrorists. Um, that that I, I think that's uh, I I just don't understand. Even without access to the literature, we were already kind of there. We we were already at least 
conditioned, open to the idea that Russia was was involved in this because we, we've seen it all already. So if you're old enough to remember 9-11 and, and troops being sent over there and you've seen some of the footage from over there, um, you should have already known. Like you should already be there or at least uh, at least connecting the dots. Or are people too infatuated with uh, TikTok and and um, uh, the Netflix and, and uh, like, are they too... I guess the uh, I guess it's what it boils down to are people just too engrossed in consumerism yes. that they just don't yes they don't take the time to look. So a couple of things. Um, so two key books that I can turn people onto, uh, and these are available for free on archive.org on your Kindle or a tablet if you have one. I encourage people to go and get them. You could pick them up for a uh, a good price if you can find them. Uh, I was able to get a copy of a book called The Terror Network by Claire Sterling. I got that for four pounds as in like four four of the uk's currency four pounds that was shipped by the way and she lays out a very well-rounded investigation about all of these ties going all the way back to the mid-50s there's another book called uh, terrorism the soviet connection written by uh right dr ray klein and he talks about all the connections specifically between this is where it gets good the soviet union and the PLO, which stands for the Palestinian Liberation Organization, and a guy named Yasser Arafat, who was trained in Moscow, along with the former and the current Ayatollah, I might add. The work that Claire Sterling did, that covers basically all of Northern Africa, Lebanon, uh, you know, the, the Beirut um, connection, and then uh, Damascus, uh, the Syrian organizations, and the terrorist training camps that they had set up all throughout the Soviet Union and the satellite countries, the, the Eastern Bloc countries. They also had uh, terrorist training camps set up in sub-Saharan Africa, parts of sub-Saharan Africa, all throughout Latin America, using the Cubans as instructors. Last time I checked, the Cuban dictator, he was just in the Kremlin not too long ago, wasn't he? He was, back in June. Yep. We talked mm -hmm. about it. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. They also had terrorist training camps in North Korea and in China. Oh yes, yeah. And they were mostly most of these most of these groups that were run again through Central and South America. Uh, they were run out of um, uh, they were run by Cubans. Uh, the ones in Sub-Saharan Africa were also run by Cubans. The ones that were in the Eastern countries, you had some in East Germany, you had some in uh, Czechoslovakia, of course, and then uh, parts of uh, I want to say it. They never. It was never in Romania, it was never in Albania, and it was never in Yugoslavia. They never trusted those countries for some reason. They, the Soviets always thought that there was more corruption in there than they had. So they could, never, they could never actually trust those networks. But anyway, those connections are there. And they're available for the world to see. It's just that the world is not directed towards those things. And this is something that has to change. This is something that people have to be made aware of. And we do our absolute best here to make sure that you are aware of exactly what is going on and what has happened that has led us to this point. So now's the time for people to pay attention. And you need to pay attention to the correct information. Because as we can all see, there's a lot of propaganda and a lot of disinformation to keep everyone off track. And we need to make sure that that does not happen. So we need your help. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your acquaintances, tell them to tune in. We need to inform as many people as we can if we have any hope of wanting to change this and address the real problems going forward. So follow and subscribe to our podcast and let everyone else know that you're listening to some people that are actually on the right track. But unfortunately, and I do apologize for this and Bruce apologizes for this, we are going to have to end just a little bit early today because we do have some technical difficulties that are beyond our control. So we are going to have to call this one done and I do apologize, but we will be back tomorrow to continue this conversation with Marty. That'll do it for us for today. I want to thank 
Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.